0: Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape,
1: ninety one point three FM. (laughs) Salim (laughs) Sound Heart.
0: Assalamu warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM It's Calvin Salim, Sound hot I'm Tasleema Ali And as we did yesterday, today we're joined by Mawlana Muhammad Ismail Taufi The Assistant Imam of Masjid al-Sabir in Parkwood Assalamu
1: alaikum Wa wa
0: Well, alhamdulillah, I think yesterday we had our trainer wheels on Just introducing Calvin Salim and yes. opening the show yes um but i'm sure that everybody is excited to tune in again today
1: I mean, inshallah. So,
0: alham- so inshallah what are we going to be looking at
1: today um today inshallah we would be looking at um uh, the the and the, the reverence that sahaba radhiyallahu anhum had mm. for the for the quran you know Mashallah, so, that's very so different. That yeah so that we can also you know uh, with the same mindset um come to this Qur'an with the same mindset that Sahaba and then inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us through that as well yeah. because inshallah. as we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa sha'air Allah, min taqwa that that person who shows, um greatness or respect for the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is surely taqwa and the month is about taqwa
0: well yesterday uh, Malena did briefly touch on it when yes. Malena um, t- uh, reminded us that even those days the Sahaba would, would who were Arabic speaking yeah. would ask the Rasulullah sallallahu for
1: proper interpretation Oh, mashallah, you were listening
0: Of course I'm listening, <laughs> I've got fresh <laughs> trad- <laughs> Oh, okay, mashallah <laughs> Alhamdulillah
1: Yes, um, so inshallah um, Yes, bismillah Today, inshallah, <clears throat> um, just a quick um, uh, when we sometimes have uh, uh, a slight dis- dis- disrespect for, for, for Quran or Islam at times. Um, there is innocence to it, and then there is also those that is um, uh, where people go too far. You know, as we I normally say carbs means uh, like smaller jokes you know so yeah. many a times we would go too far with the jokes when it comes to the Dean of Islam um, the innocent ones I would consider to be like um, I don't know if you heard the radio or the, the clip that was sent around of this girl that asked the mother mommy why is the word husband in the haddad
0: Oh, yes, yes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Husband Allah. Yes. And then she asked the mommy, you know, why is it husband Allah? Yes. (laughs) All right. So that was quite innocent. You know, I wouldn't consider that playing with the Quran or playing with the deen Mm -hmm. of Islam because it was quite innocent. As we can see, it's an innocent little youngster. I also had a friend who, um, I I used to go a lot in Jamaat, Tabligh Jamaat, and, you know, we were once sitting there for this uh, gathering where you sit for about few minutes and go over the verses of the Quran. So those who don't know how to recite Quran, you get to, you know, sit and do revision of the the Kalimakara, the mm-hmm. then you get to do revision of the, the surahs. So on one occasion we were sitting with uh, our friend, mm-hmm. you know, and he was struggling with Nas. For some reason he just couldn't get it. And then at one point he said you know, when it comes to the point where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the surah, "Kulauhdhibrabbinasmalikinasi la'in min sharri alwaswasil khanas," Allah di you was we shall fee sudurin us. This part was very, very confusing to him. So he said, "He said, wait, wait, wait. Wa khani wa khani Say it again." So I said, "Allah di you was we sudurin us." So he said, "Okay, just one minute." And then he said, "Allah di you wash, we shall see to help him To no. help him memorize But after that he remembered the verse You know he unraveled this whole Difficult part for him And then he made it easy for himself So I would also consider that to be an easy way You know of, of um, I would also consider that to be An innocent method of, of re- Trying to, re- to, to Remember the Quran So alhamdulillah this is some of the innocent ways, but we do get sometimes the people that goes too far. Mm-hmm. So today, inshallah, I would like to look at um, some of the Sahaba anhu, how they respected and revered the Quran. You know, and when it comes to number one uh, example, I would like to take is the example of the surah that was revealed, Surah Mujadila, and there was a reason behind it. Why this surah was revealed And this is also, inshallah uh, Maybe we can, after the break Touch on the story But the reasons of revelations Is also very important to know For for, for why Quran was revealed And many a times It would put something that it, That's not in perspective Into perspective Like if a person should just pick up the Quran And start reading surah Just the translation Then that person won't know what what's happening here? Allah is speaking about, didn't you see the companions of the elephant, what we did with them? But there's no information given about why the surah was revealed. You know, so this is part of the reason why, the reason as they would call it, sababun nuzul, asbabun nuzul, why the reasons of revelation is also very important. To put an ayat or a surah into perspective for the person that's reading the Qur'an to understand the Qur'an better. And many a times, like people, we find people today that claims that, you know, subhanallah, um, you're not in need of hadith. And the reason of a revelation is exactly that, where we get this hadith, to support what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying because without the hadith without the understanding of the hadith we won't know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals in this uh, particular verse so the, the surah the surah the first surah that I would like to focus on is surah mujadila.
0: Well, Molena, I would like to pick up on the subject. In fact, we got one SMS that Whoever is lecturing must please teach me also in that way, inshallah. Arabic is not easy on the tongue.
1: Shabbat so Allah. they've
0: just tuned in. Yes, there's so. a lot of
1: madaris. I'm, I'm yes. unfortunately not the talented. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the surah Reasons of Revelations. This is very important. And it's also very informative, inspiring at times. When we listen to the surah, surah Mujadila, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Qad Allahu qawla allati tujadiluka fi zawjiha wa ila wallahu yasma'u inna Allah sami'un basir. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Certainly Allah has heard the speech of the one who argues with you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, concerning a husband. And directs a complaint to Allah, and Allah hears your dialogue. Indeed, Allah is hearing and seeing. This ayat was revealed concerning um, Khawla bint Thalaba. Khawla bint alaba, in the times of the Arabs, the Arabs had a method to where they. There's different ways of divorcing your wife or, or separating from your wife. Um, the famous one being talaq. Another one being khul'a, where the wife also separates herself. Another one being ila. You know, there's different methods. One of the ways where they also separated themselves was to make the har of their wives. So, what they would do is, the would mean where the husband says to the wife, You are to me like the back of my mother. And that would mean, for example, you are as haram as my mother is to me you are also haram like that to me so in the time when you know this was a practice amongst the arabs and interestingly it was a practice amongst the arabs that also islam also adopted however khawla after this incident happened to her husband telling her these words she got worried you know what must I do now? My husband is divorcing me now. It's it's haram for me to be with him. I have children, etc. She goes to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and then she tells Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the whole incident. She explains from point A to point Z, and then Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam listens to the whole story. Eventually, when she's done, she asks Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, O Nabi of Allah, please give me a way out. Please help me, assist me. Nabi Muhammad so. at the time there was no verse revealed concerning this dihar. Nabi Muhammad then, says to her, Unfortunately, I don't see anything, any solution, any way out for you. It is what it is. And then she starts, you know, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, arguing. And then she starts going back and forth with Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Oh, Nabi of Allah, Allah, this can't be the way. This can't be the solution. It can't be this way. There has to be a solution for me. And then eventually, like it comes in in one tafsir, she prays to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala She makes dua And then she ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ya Allah assist me in this And in that moment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals his verses Qad qawla allati tujadiluka fi zawjiha And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Allah has heard the speech or the argument between you and this lady and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is listen to her concern and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lays out the solution for this problem Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about you know how it is when it comes to the month of Ramadan when a husband has a relations with his wife in the month of Ramadan then there is a certain uh, penalty uh, kafara as they would say in Arabic so the penalty for sleeping or uh, having relations with your wife during the month of ramadan during the day not at night some people misconception sometimes people think from you know uh, they can't have relations with their wives but during the day it's haram but at night after maghrib permissible completely permissible Mm -hmm. so during the day the the penalty would be number one setting free a slave If not possible, number two, fasting for 60 days. If not possible, then feeding people. So the penalty of har is similar. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this penalty as as a relief. But the interesting part of the story, for me, the interesting part, is that during the khilafat of Umar radiallahu anhu, this lady was already old in age. In Umar radiallahu anhu, he meets this lady in the road for khawla. And then, while he meets her, she starts speaking. You know, like ladies, when they start getting old people, or rather when they start getting mouth taslima. taslimah. Uh, <laughs> no <people>, comment. <call> <laughs> into all the ladies at home. But when people reach old age, what happens is that they start to, you know, talk a little more, seeking companionship, you know, and Umar radiallahu when he met this lady in the road, she started speaking and speaking and speaking, and it went on for a very long time. One of the companions that was with Umar radiallahu standing there, says to Umar when this lady left, Oh Umar, you are the Khalifa? You have so many things to do. There's so many things that you must do in your life. And yet you are standing listening to this old lady. So Umar is uh, a response to, to, to the sahabi or to this person. He says that, Why shouldn't I listen to this lady when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala listened to her? Subhanallah. The respect that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us, shouldn't I also show that respect? And subhanallah, this is the 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 uh, respect, the reverence that Sahaba had for the Qur'an of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could speak so highly about the Sahaba. You know, and part of this would come in our life. Our lives where we try to, when it comes to the Qur'an, we show their due respect. Not only by, you know, putting deen, the in but respecting the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, respecting the revelation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, لَوْ أَنزَلْنَا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ عَلَىٰ جَبَلٍ مُتَصَدِّعًا مِّنْ اللَّهِ If we had we revealed this Qur'an on a mountain, you would have seen it burst into pieces with the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the Qur'an. This same Qur'an was revealed to Nabi Muhammad and look at so the man. respect that the Sahaba had for this Qur'an. Another incident for me that is also very uh, 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 peculiar or rather interesting about the Sahaba is their uh, interest in, 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 in the Qur'an. Whether it was revealed. They would sit continuously, you know, engaging with Nabi Muhammad sallallahu so, Hoping for revelation so that they can be the first person who maybe hears a revelation from Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So there's an incident when Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was making salah. And while Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is making salah, he goes into sujood and he stays for long in sujood. Very long. In Sahaba, anh, they like, you know, what's happening here? We're making Salah with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he's saying, you know, oh, yeah. started thinking like this. When the Salah was finished, they immediately rushed to Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, oh, asking Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Nabi of Allah, was Quran revealed? Was, was there anything revealed to you while while you were in sujood? Because you were long in sujood. Mm. And the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam looked at them and he says, No, it was... Either Hassan or Hussein, it was playing on my back, you know, and because of that, I stayed long in sujood. <laughs> you know, on the one side, we have Nabi Muhammad Wasallam not al- wanting al- to al- earn Hassan mm. and Hussein, mashallah. mashallah. On the other side, look at the eagerness of the Sahaba <laughs> for Quran. You know, was anything revealed? Tell us, Nabi of Allah, what was revealed? What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? What did our Rabb say? Mm. You know, and this was the Sahaba radiallahu anhu. You know, they had this eagerness also for this Qur'an. Another uh, incident that that also took place in the time of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu <laughs> alayhi wa sallam is the incident where Nabi Muhammad sallallahu <laughs> <laughs> alayhi wa sallam you know, there's one Sahabi, he made dihar, you know, the incident that we spoke about. Of his wife but only for the month of Ramadan you know so what he would do is he wanted to become you know a a pious person during this month of Ramadan so he would oh inshallah this month inshallah I'm not only gonna stay away from food and water but even when it is halal for me to have relations with my wife, even then, inshallah, I'm gonna stay away from my wife, and he would declare the Har on his wife for the duration of the month of Ramadan. So he explains the sahabi explains the scenario. He says that when he made the har of his wife for the month of Ramadan, it happened once that you know it came to one night, and he says that, this is his narration. It's not my words. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> you know, he says that, I'm going to put it in, in, in my own words. He says that, uh, You know, this is his words. It's not my words. All right? I'm just quoting the Sahabi. So he says that, on this one night, his wife... The moon, you know, shined so beautifully And the light of the moon fell on his wife And at that particular moment, you know, he had the relations with his wife And then he regretted afterwards So he goes to Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam But before he goes to Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He goes to his clan, his people And then he says to his people, you know this incident happened to me. I did this. I made the hair of my wife. Please, will you go with me to Nabi Muhammad and assist me in this matter? So his people said, "What assist you? No, no no, 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 no. Just now revelation is being revealed about you and it is concerning us as well. Rather, you go alone to Nabi Muhammad and you face your own you know with the thing that you did. So he was you know taken aback a bit again, and he's like, "Okay, I have to go to Nabi Muhammad I have to find the solution because I did something great." And then he goes to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu wa sallam, And then he starts explaining to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu wa sallam, and he says to Nabi Salam, and look at the the, the rahmah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu wa wa he goes to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu wa sallam, and he says to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu wa sallam, o Nabi of Allah. I did this. I made the hair of my wife, and then unfortunately, I had relations with her. Is there any way out for me? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "You had relations with your wife." He says, "Yes, Nabi of Allah." Nabi said, Really, you had relations with your wife? Subhanallah. You know, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then instead of you know scolding and yelling at him you know as many of us would do yeah who can subhanallah a instead of doing this nabi sallallahu alaihi Wasallam says to him is there anything you know do you have any slave now the word for setting free a slave in arabic is you know to setting free a neck itquraqaba setting free a neck Mm. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says to him in Arabic, can you set free a neck, mm. meaning can you set free a slave? Mm. and then he slaps himself on his neck and he says, oh Nabi Fallah, this is the only neck I possess,
0: <laughs> meaning <laughs> my own neck. Mm. But mashallah, Molina, it seems like you have quite a fan base that is already growing with some mm-hmm. messages coming through. One saying, Salaamu Alaikum, I'd like to send salams to my Ustad and Molina Ismail Tofi. Oh, Lessons are always very beneficial, and that is Aisha Jaqti, mashallah. Oh, ma-shallah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so yes. well done, Mashallah It's nice to know that everyone's tuned in. Alhamdulillah.
1: <laughs> Anyways, so the Sahabi. He goes to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu wasalam, sallallahu And the, the penalty for the har is number one, setting free a slave mm-hmm. So Nabi sallallahu asked him, do you have any slaves that you can set free? And so he says to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu wasalam, Nabi Allah, The only slave or the only neck that I can set free is my own And he slaps his neck And then Nabi Muhammad sallallahu asked him, okay, can you fast for 60 days? And he says, he looks at Nabi sallallahu and he says, so, Nabi of Allah, I'm in this problem because of fasting. <laughs> this is why I'm in this problem. Mm. So you can't do that. And he says, no, I can't. I can't fast for 60 days. And then Nabi sallallahu asks him, Okay, can you feed 60 people? Mm. And he says, oh Nabi of Allah, I think of all the people that is the most poor, I'm more deserving of that feeding that, you know, that you're talking about. So who must I give food to? I'm the person that is in need of food. Who must I give it to? No food. She says, I have no food. <laughs> Nabi B.S. smiles and B.S. orders one of the Sahaba, you know, go to the Baitul mal and bring him some dates. And then he takes the dates and then he takes it to his community. You know, he's, he's, he's uh, a clan, you know, and then takes it back to them. And he says, yeah, subhanallah, see, uh, you know, I brought dates for you guys, you know. And then that was the feeding of the 60 people. Mm. But the 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 interesting part for me about the story is was was when he went to his people for assistance. And their response was, no, 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 no. We are not going with you. What if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals an ayat that will rebuke you, then we with you? We don't want to be part of that ayat. You know, the the fear they had that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might reveal something concerning them, you know, rebuking them. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might reprimand them, and here they are with the sahabi. So they said, no, 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 no. And this is the, 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 the respect once again Sahaba had for the Qur'an, for the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is part of the respect that we should have for this Qur'an. When it comes to the Qur'an, there should be that when I'm approaching the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, إِنَّمَا wa jadt quloomuhum wa idha tuliyat alayhim ayatu zadatuhum imana Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says indeed the believers are those people that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name is mentioned to them they start shivering in the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recited to them the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is recited to them then it must do nothing else except increase the Iman. And how many of us are, you know, when we're reciting the Quran, when we're reflecting upon this Quran, that this Quran is, you know, uh, raising the status of our Iman, hmm. or increasing our Iman, hmm. you know. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from this Quran. That the Quran, number one, we should have respect. You know, I don't want to go into the... <coughs> I don't want to go into the the things that people sometimes make jokes of. You know, um, you know, some people would say, for example, yeah, but man watalak because Allah says Quran now that is a, a word that is used in Surah Yusuf and then the people would use the word from Surah Yusuf where you know um, uh, the wife of the Aziz, the wife of the minister was after Yusuf and then she said to Yusuf, you know. So it's a word play and then they say, you know, Allah uh, Mutalak, you know, so this is like a play on words. So sometimes we should be careful when it comes to the Qur'an, playing with the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the, the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is detrimental uh, consequences. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself says in the Qur'an, in Surah Tawbah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us, you know, ask them, is it the Ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Rasul of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in Allah that you're making fun of? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you have disbelieved if you are doing this. So playing with the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, playing with the Quran of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, playing with these things at times, you know, the Quran should be something that when I approach the Quran, whatever message I get from the Quran should be very important to me. I should look at it, this is my Allah speaking to me. But when you start making jokes about something, it takes away the seriousness of that particular thing. You know, a joke is the uh, the the, um, the ability to make uh, light of any situation. Mm-hmm. You know, so when it comes to the Quran or the the Deen of Islam, or Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, then we shouldn't. Allow, and this is why people sometimes go berserk. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to people making fun of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam doing cartoons. You know, they go berserk because it's making light of what Allah subhanahu wa taala made the great.
0: SubhanAllah. We are of course still in the company of Molina Muhammad Ismail Tawfi, and mashallah he's been giving us quite a journey through the Holy Quran today. Well, Molina, you know, earlier on when Molina was speaking about the, the, the options yes. um, if you were to have relations with yes. your wife, and you were saying either the fasting for the 60 days or, or feeding 60 people, yes. would this then be only upon the man?
1: According to the Shafi Madhab, it is only for the man. Uh, the woman is excluded from this particular uh, penalty, Kafaro. Mm. So it's only for the male.
0: Okay, mm. so during the break we got a question that came through Molena. Let me just find it. I think it was a question asking that if someone is visually impaired with the person in need wudhu,
1: for the For touching the Quran.
0: When reciting.
1: When reciting, Molina, or touching if, the Quran,
0: if Molana, if say for example <laughs> okay. a visually impaired person yes. reads Quran, is wudu required?
1: Um, it's not clear whether the person is saying touching. For yes. However, if it is touching the Quran, then the person would need wudu. Mm. If it is just a reciting from memory, then no, you don't need wudu for reciting from memory.
0: Well, well then we have about uh, three to four minutes. What I'm sure Moulinah would like to conclude
1: on today's lesson. Yes. uh, So with regards to the respect and reverence that Sahaba had in this, I'm sure there's more examples than this. It's merely an indication for us that, you know, when it comes to the Quran, that we should respect the Quran not only by putting it on a high shelf, you know, and putting it on a cushion when we're reciting. But also that in, that the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that used to be found in the Quran. You know, in, um, in, that, in the time of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa there was a munafiq yeah. who were making fun of Allah in, uh, in his Rasul, in the signs. And one of the sahaba heard this person making fun and then he said that wallahi you are munafiq and i'm gonna tell nabi muhammad sallallahu alayhi, wa all what alayhi wa just said. and on his way to nabi muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam this ayaj was revealed already that I just quoted previously. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you know, is it Allah and the signs of Allah and the Rasul of Allah that you're making fun of? Mm-hmm. You have disbelieved after you've brought iman. You know, so this is actually something that is very serious and you know, as you know, as a culture, you know, we all in Cape Town, we love our jokes. Yes. You know, and Just at times we should, you know, when it comes to certain things about, uh, certain things about deen, then we should be very careful, you know, what we make fun of, what we make jokes of, you know, some people, some ulama even say, you know, to make to make fun of of people in hijab, people you know the the way the alim speaks, you yes. know, people that went into niqab, people that trying to grow a beard, you know, even making fun of these things is also considered even the worst types of riba, you know, the worst types of 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 uh, slandering and backbiting, mm. you know, so. And this is sometimes we find prevalent in our community You know, where a person, for example Tries to come onto the straight path And then this person is being MashaAllah, you I to You know, so people is discouraging Instead of encouraging people to, to, to come to the, to the masjid You know, and the ulama Some ulama even consider this to be the worst type of riba where a person is slandering someone for doing something good. You know, for something for, 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 for doing something good that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about some signs of this deen, and then this person is being making fun of, you know, etc., etc. So this is something, inshallah, that we should try as a, as a community that, um, you know, we, we should cut off all the jokes when it comes to the deen of Islam, inshallah.
0: Inshallah. Well, Melvin, it seems like we've, our hours just gone so, so fast, but inshallah we're back tomorrow. Inshallah. What could we be expecting for tomorrow?
1: Tomorrow, inshallah, I would like to hopefully touch on the. Um, uh, revelations, the forms of the revelations that Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam received in, in, in more, inshallah.
0: Inshallah. We look forward to that. We when to say shukran for you, of course, joining Affran. us today and, of course, being back in your company tomorrow. Shukran, Maldana, salaam wa alaykum.
1: Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullah.